Hello everyone and welcome back to your favourite Formula 1 show. Knowing Wheel returns for our second podcast of 2024. Uh, yes, we, we know we, we weren't around last week. Jamie Jamie decided he'd, he'd do what he always does and went on holiday. Where, where about <laughs> did you go this time? Where did I go this time? I went to Geneva, among other places. Mostly in Geneva and, around, and in Switzerland. So it was really good fun. Uh, but I didn't take my camera and microphone with me this time so i couldn't add to my growing list of locations filmed in sadly i mean uh, we, you, you were building yeah. a good list i mean this time last week i was on an alp with skis on uh trying not to uh injure myself too badly so this makes a change it's actually got much better now that i'm talking to matt that might be the most middle class white thing you've <laughs> ever said on this show <laughs> potentially potentially it is someone should make a tier list What's the most middle-class things we've said on this show? Oh, dearie me. Dearie me. But we're back again, obviously, for another episode. Um, I don't even know what episode we're on, Jamie. It's like 156 or something. We are making our way nicely into the new year. I'm trying to find it out quickly before we no clue. get too so, far in. Just cause your I'm... guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I reckon we're about 156 in. That That's my guess. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, no, 154. I'm jumping there the gun go. ever so slightly. Um, but of course, yeah, we're, we're still in the depths of winter. However, it is only six weeks until Formula One is back in Bahrain. Five. That's weeks, insane. That if you count so winter close. testing. Wow. It's yeah, it's not that far away anymore. And of course, we've got all the car reveals, and we've got most of the dates now, haven't we? So they're they're starting to fill in sort of early uh, February. So far, it looks like Williams and Kick Sauber are going to be the first to release, both on the fifth. Uh, Alpine on the 7th, and then Aston Martin on the 12th, Ferrari on the 13th, Merck on the 14th, and Mercedes, sorry, Mercedes on the 14th, Red Bull on the 15th even, I should say. Just waiting on McLaren, Alpha Tauri, and Haas to confirm, Jamie. Now, which of these, because basically it feels like most of them now are livery reveals, which of these are we excited for? I mean, the teams that always bait us in with a nice livery are always slightly excited. So Red Bull always do a fairly fun one. In the past, Alfa Romeo have done a launch livery, but obviously that year, this year it will be a, a really different livery. Probably some sort of green and black is what their social media is hinting at, which should be quite nice. Uh, yeah, I think everyone's going to get baited in and get really excited for a new Ferrari when it's still going to be red and a new Mercedes and it'll still be silver. It's like, yeah. Still, Actually, the Mercedes well, is still silver. It, it? Yeah, I, was, it was, I was <laughs> say, and let's not forget Red Bull than the same livery yeah. for the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we always, there's not going to be loads of change. Maybe some of the independents, like Williams, can sometimes change it up a bit, but the base colour is still going to be blue, isn't it? So well, There's, there's rumours, yeah. isn't there, that they've, they've it's been leaked that their logo's changed for the new year. Really? What, from a W to something else? An L, maybe? It's, uh, no, they, there's a slight font change on the W, I believe it was. Like, wow. it doesn't cut through the I anymore so it's or like something. In 1990, Japan changed their flag. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's like a slightly different shade of red. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I always, I'm, I'm probably most excited for Sauber because it's going to be something totally fresh. Uh, the rest of them I expect to be, by and large, the same. The Ferrari will be red, and I will tweet the same Top Gear clip that I do every year when the Ferrari yep. is released. Is it green? Um, no, is it's it green? red. No, it's red. <laughs> the fact uh, I know exactly that's what you tweet as well just makes me so I think, sad. I think this will be year number four in a row oh, where probably, I tweeted that. Probably. So, 
I tweet it infrequently. It's probably about 10 tweets back at this point. Yeah, it's all within one <laughs> scroll. <laughs> Follow yeah. us both which on X or Twitter or whatever. Which one are you most excited for? Well, I think it kind of depends, doesn't it? As to whether... It depends if they actually reveal their cars or just reveal their liveries, don't they? Because it was mm. another point that we were going to discuss a bit further on in the show, but Mercedes and Ferrari have allegedly now built their cars from the ground up, in air quotes, for 2024. So if they actually reveal the car, then fantastic. Um, but if they only reveal the livery, then that's a bit of a shame. I might also, Jamie, um, depending on sort of time of day and when all these liveries go live, I might actually live stream like a little watch along for them. That'd be nice. You're, you're, you're more than welcome to join me if any well, of them work. Yeah, but... if, if any of them work in terms of time, then potentially. But we'll have to see about that. Also, did AlphaTauri ever confirm their name? They're something yes. like AT now, aren't they? They're Scuderia Red Bull AT or something. No, they're Scuderia AlphaTauri RB, aren't they? RB, okay. So they're Because we think Hugo it's Boss. Racing Bulls. No, no, nothing like that yet. <laughs> yeah, Racing Bulls, of course, sorry. So they, they might have a new livery as well. Although, <sighs> I doubt it. I want AlphaTauri slash Toro Rosso... Oh, excuse me, to bring back the 2017 that blue so and red nice. liveries. They were so good. I like the AlphaTauri ones, to be fair. But Yeah, I do. The the, uh, the 2021 AlphaTauri is probably my favourite. The dark mode. But the rest of, yeah, 2017-18 Toro Rosso's quality. They were, they were pretty quality, yeah. weren't they? I mean, the one that I often get stick for, but I think have reliably done pretty good liveries in recent years and i hate to admit it's still alpine isn't it yeah the 2021 livery was banging it was um and even the the renaults when hulk drove for them were fairly nice to say they were bright yellow (laughs) but i I was staggered a minute ago when you said that black and green will make a good livery well i don't know if it'll make it good but it's gonna be different isn't it it's something something to look at um yeah i think whoever designs the renault slash alpines tends to do a good job so, and I wonder if they'll go pink again for the start of the season because they've done they did two two races in pink and then last year they did three races in pink. So how far can it go? Every race, I would I would quite happily have them do a pink livery all no, year. I, I, I would one. like that. No, I like I like the BWT livery. BWT know how to make a good livery. Um, shall we get into the big news though, Jamie, of the week and what we is shall. probably the title of this video? It's finally happened. To be honest, it's not popular, but we've been saying it for a long time because we know Wheel. Gunther Steiner has finally been... Well, some have said fired, some have been sacked, some have said left. His contract expired. His contract wasn't renewed, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, which is obviously a shame for him. Uh, Losing your job's never nice, but there we go. Uh, This is a, a business at the end of the day, and we've been saying it for probably about nine months that more than that. are going backwards and there's no real direction or forward momentum with them at all so yeah it was time to go to quote Arsenal fan tv uh yeah and he has indeed gone and drive to survive is in the mud it's done i reckon it'll get cancelled after this season probably not <laughs> I, did, yeah. I, mean, I think it's pretty much run its course anyway, hasn't it? I mean, this was. Yeah, I mean, always you're always going to talk Drive to Survive when you talk Gunther Steiner. Yeah. Um, but I think it is slowly. I think it's reaching its end of life, isn't it? Because it's, it's, kind just, of... it's basically the same every year now at this point, isn't it? Well, yeah, and I suppose. I, get, <laughs> I, I know people that will watch Drive. They won't watch the Formula One races. They'll just kind of watch Drive to Survive. 
So, like, they care a tiny bit, but not enough yeah. to actually watch the Grand Prix. I mean, I think while it's profitable, they might as well keep doing oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Um, they're, they're an American company. Like, every TV or program Americans do, until it's no longer profitable, they'll keep churning them out. Yeah. Um, Saying but... that with, like, 25 seasons of all the American exactly. sitcoms. Exactly. <laughs> this is coming from a man who finally, last weekend, finished watching Modern Family. And I tell you what, that is a chore towards the end. <laughs> Yeah, it feels um, like every every show has a point where you should start watching. To be honest, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I mean, yeah, looking towards the future, obviously Komatsu uh, has now been put in charge. I think it's a good change within the organization. You know, it kind of is a big enough change that hopefully we'll see quite a different has the potential to create quite a different direction, but also isn't too big of a change that people won't quite know whether Gunther was doing a good enough job in retrospect, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I don't think uh, Kamatsu's had team principal experience before. No, never. He's been um, with Haas since been, the beginning. Yeah, self-promoted, like internally promoted, sorry, from Haas. So it'd be a good challenge for him. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one because with all the independent teams, really... They, on paper, shouldn't be beating a factory team. And because there's so many factory teams, effectively, now, you've got the top six really should be locked off in the championship. Well, so yeah, you're talking, yeah. like, Williams, AlphaTauri, Haas, and what's the one I'm forgetting? Uh, Sauber. Yeah, yeah. Their, their best they're going to get is seventh. And, like, someone's going to finish tenth out of those four. If all the factory teams do a, do a good job and no one's on a blip like uh, like some teams have been in the past, like Alpine or Ferrari one year or McLaren for a long time, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it is it is difficult with these independents because you kind of think what what are you like what are you here for? I guess you're here for the moments like when you get a pole position into Lagos and such. Um, such oh, things like yeah, that. absolutely. I mean, obviously, we've always said, haven't we, that AlphaTauri is its own special use case mm. um, because it's literally a team designed not to win. Um, yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the rest of them, though, it honestly, it kind of feels like we're heading back into an era like the early 2000s. You know, when we're looking at, obviously, you know, at the moment, Aston Martin and McLaren technically aren't um, factory teams, you can mm-hmm. make the argument towards a Red Bull as well, but it is. It is. <laughs> um, you know, we're kind of looking back to, say, like a 2005 or 2006 where you had Ferrari. McLaren Mercedes obviously was still one team that was basically like Red Bull Honda now as a factory team. You had Toyota. You had BMW, BMW Sauber. Sauber getting <laughs> back in properly, obviously after being BMW Williams, all this, that and the other. You know, I'm forgetting a couple of other ones on there as well. Obviously, Jaguar back in 2004 kind of obviously with Ford. You know, it kind or of Renault. <laughs> or and Renault, yeah of course I always forget <laughs> Renault for some reason. Um it's kind of always weird, isn't it, now? Because you think are Haas gonna end up basically being a Jordan or a Minardi and kind of have ran their course. Probably a bit more like Minardi than Jordan, unfortunately <laughs> with the success they've seen. But I mean we spoke about this, didn't we, in the end of twenty twenty one, heading into twenty twenty two and it kind of feels like that conversation has circled back around again, hasn't it? How long do Haas stay on this grid? What's kind of the point? Mm. Yeah, and it is, it's hard to see why. Obviously, Formula 1, for the teams, is probably more profitable now than it ever has been in terms of... Oh, absolutely, by a so long it, way. It is good 
for an American investor to stay on the grid if they can. But if someone comes along with a, a massive sum of money and is like, suddenly your F1 team, is Gene Haas going to say no? Yes, because Andretti <laughs> did. I suppose they did, yeah. So maybe. Uh, but it is it is hard to see what the end game is with independent teams, to be honest, because, yeah, I mean, you're only yeah. really here to pick up the scraps when big teams fall out and you get the odd win if you're lucky like a Pierre Gasly or Esteban Ocon or like that kind of thing like what they're not going to come around very often you're not going to win championships you're going to be getting a fun front row start in Canada which gets robbed away from you and stuff like that so or a pole in Brazil yeah yeah and fair play if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but it's hard to get investors and sponsors to get behind a team that isn't making progress uh, yeah, I mean, and this is obviously, it's been quite fascinating, hasn't it? I don't know how much, obviously, you've sort of been keeping up with what uh, Gene Haas has been saying, obviously, over the last week. Because it has kind of given us a new insight into the Haas team. Um, but, of course, he's still quite happy with, you know, fronting the cost. He feels it's a worthwhile investment, obviously. To, because, obviously, basically, for Haas, it's just advertising their automation company. You know, mm. in a similar way to Sauber. Uh, he's obviously advertising their automation company. You know, obviously, Williams uh, is a little bit less, but still to sort of a similar degree, obviously with a lot more history. Um, and then obviously Avatari, like we said, is just odd uh, in, in, in that context. <laughs> but has still, it kind of just feels at the moment like Gene has, as long as he can cover the costs each year, and of course that's been made a lot easier because of how much more prize money is awarded, and the cost cap now means you can't get ridiculously overspent by anyone else. If you can then front the rest of the bills with you know, driver sponsors, that kind of thing, and obviously a few other little bits and pieces, he kind of seems like he's there going, well, I've been able to, what, 4x the value of my team inside 10 years, because I've been lucky that I got in at the the right point, the Formula (laughs) 1 then just exploded. But it's still just a little bit odd, and you wonder whether the value of that those two places on the grid are worth more than the team putting the cars in those two places. What? Why would someone actually buy Haas other than just to get a seat in Formula One? Yeah, to get a seat at the table, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a great question. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting business, like Formula One, because... There's only one winner, and realistically, it's going to be one of probably three teams for a long time. And yeah, you see dynasties rise and fall, but really, we've had the same team win since 2009. <laughs> so, or well, same two teams, sorry. Yeah, um, I was going to say <laughs> win all the all the championships since then. So, you know, and Ferrari always kicking around; they're going to pick up some. But for a team like Alpine, Haas. Uh, Williams, you know, you've got to basically drop so much money into, into you basically got to outspend everyone, and it's impossible now with the cost cap to do that. So it is strange. You just got to have a different. I guess it's a little bit like football, where like functionally, apart from the one in a thousand chance, it's going to be you the know, same. You get your Leicester's yeah. every. It's going to be one of one of four or five teams realistically winning the league, what, and I the think... rest of the teams are just there to have some fun. I think the, like a lot of people are saying at the moment aren't they though Formula 1 is kind of going the way of IndyCar in which obviously because it's becoming a more homologation spec series 
it's going to make things, or well, not more homologation, but obviously there's finer margins to work within. Mm. It could, I mean, you kind of get this horrible moment where, you know, we've probably got a couple more years of probably Red Bull boredom at the top and Red Bull domination. But also that, you know, we kind of saw it more and more this year relative to last year. But teams aren't going to converge closer and closer in terms of performance. Yeah. And, you know, it's whether Gene has, obviously, from having that experience, you know, in NASCAR, I believe he's done a bit in IndyCar, but nowhere near the same kind of level as NASCAR, of do we just kind of hang around for the next couple of years anyway and then hope in the future that, you know, it's so wide open that you can snooker away a lucky win here or there, you know, like most teams can now in NASCAR, that kind of thing. Yeah. It just is very, very odd, isn't it? Kind of Formula One is heading down a path that we've never seen before in terms of, you know, and I'm sure obviously, you know, someone like Gene Haas, you'd hope, is far more intelligent than me. And <laughs> for not a single second am I going to begin to claim he isn't. But can he kind of see this vision in the sport in the future that not a lot of other people can outside of, you know, teams that means it's going to be easier to be more competitive in the future, and it means that you can actually be looking at it as a solely profitable exercise. Yeah, and if you just, you know, hang on in there until this new rule change where everyone's on the same level playing field with a with a cost cap and uh, all that, like, you wait for 2026 and suddenly it's an open season. Anyone can win races, anyone can win championships. That's probably what they're hoping for. And yes, I wouldn't back has to be at the sharp end of the sport in three years' time, but you never know. So, like, no one would have said that about Honda in 2007 or eight, would they? So, yeah. yeah a few people might with Honda. They were, they were, they were rumblings. Still haven't watched the porn documentary, I see. No, um, I haven't, actually, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's odd, isn't it, still? And I think Formula One over the next few years is going to become a lot clearer. But like I said, you know, I think we're really heading into this era Kind of like we did in the early two. I kind of I'm hoping, like I think we've kind of learned to appreciate it more and more, haven't we? In more recent years, but when we got back into Formula One, it really went through a golden generation. Mm. You know, six to ten, five drivers from five different teams won the championship. That's just insane. Never really happens. <laughs> and then of course, eleven was obviously dominated by Seb. Twelve again was a fantastic season. Seven winners in seven races. Then, obviously, we kind of got the Mercedes dominant era, but, of course, at least then, you know, it was Hamilton versus Rosberg with the exception of 15 and all this, that, and the other. And even then, you have Ferrari. Yeah. Kind of... It kind of feels at the moment, like, maybe last year and this year are, say, like, your 2002s and your 2004s. You know, you got that one team that's kind of dominant, and you got this big rule change coming up soon. you got a young British driver picking up podiums every week. Exactly. That will (laughs) hopefully... Mix it up again, you know. Will we end up in a point where we get our 2006 to 2010 kind of thing? Because we've absolutely yeah. got, we've got so many drivers that are world we've got championship the caliber. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like it, there's so many drivers in so many teams. Like you look at you got Leclerc, Norris, maybe Russell, probably Hamilton, realistically, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like arguably Alonso, Aston, or whoever comes after him are all capable of winning world championships. I'm staggering so, you didn't put Gasly in the mix there. but I, okay. I was tempted, but I thought you might tell me off for that one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you just feel like we've 
I want it. It's obviously winter hopium as well. Before oh, yeah. Rebel just ruin another season with domination. Well, we've written off twenty four and twenty five already, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, to to a degree, to a degree. Um, but we'll wait and see. We really have gone off the train there. And also, in my head, I, I I wrote off twenty twenty one before it started as well. So yeah, who you knows? can get those <laughs> mad seasons still, can't you? It is. It's Formula One at the end of the day. And it's Anything why... can happen, and it usually exactly. does. Exactly. It's why, you know, for us, you've got to keep coming back. Because, boy, yeah. oh, boy, a season like 2021 again. You know, and I, I think as, as time goes on further and further, of course, with the exception of the way it ended, <laughs> you know, you do really look back at that and go, that was really a sort of once in a... You know, that's kind of a season that has happened only a handful of times. Yeah. Two drivers yeah. on two different teams in, the top in of all game. out war all year long. Is incredible, insane. Um, insane. Let's we are going to do the quiz. Them. Okay, Jamie's going to interject there with a quiz. I love um, that kind of leadership. Oh, thank you. Uh, because we were briefly talking about that we've written off twenty twenty four. So uh, I thought let's not talk about twenty twenty four. Let's actually roll it back. Okay. Uh, Ten years, a decade. Yeah. First year of the V six turbo hybrid era. That's mad that we've been listening to these drone on for ten oh, years, isn't it? You simply have got 60 seconds. I've just typed 60 into a calculator rather than a timer. That's so impressive. That's good. Uh, <laughs> to name anyone who raced in 2014 in Formula 1. Go. Andre Loscherer, Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> Nico Rosberg, uh, Sebastian Vettel, Daniel Ricciardo, Kimi Raikkonen, Fernando Alonso, Magnussen, Button, Perez, Hulkenberg... Uh, I was it Felipe Naz? No, not by that no. point. It was Ericsson, Kobayashi, Jules Bianchi, Max Chilton, I believe, was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, Sauber had uh, Ericsson. No, Va- no, they didn't. They had like Vandergaard or someone. No, no, he wasn't in the car in the end, but he was contracted <laughs> to. Quick, Who were the Sauber drivers? Uh, Sutil and yes. Gutierrez. Yeah. Um, what other teams am I missing? Uh, oh, um, Kvyat and Vern. Yep. What other teams am I missing, There's James? two teams that you're missing and then a couple of other drivers. Um, <laughs> Hulkenberg, Perez. No, you've done them. Done oh, them. Three, oh, Bottas, two. Massa. Yeah. Oh, you're right, you missed can you, can one you, team. Can you give me the team and I can give you the drivers? Uh, Lotus. Oh, of course, Maldonado Grosjean. Yeah. yeah. And the other two uh, did like stints of races at backmarker teams <laughs> oh uh, Mary did he race no or was that 15 no it was 15 wasn't it obviously that after was Jules 15. was killed um oh I can't remember off the top of my head I actually I'm not sure it was I've written Alex Rossi down but I think that was 2015 wasn't it that was 15 uh and the other one Will Stevens did a race for oh Will the Lad Stevens Will the Lad Stevens what a yeah. legend his team radio after Canada was iconic. Oh yeah, we love it. We love it. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you that 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 could not have been a pretty much a better quiz for me. What have you been doing recently? <laughs> so this is a fun story. Me, me, and last two and two, as she's become known in oh, my great. circle, uh, we're watching the Formula E at the weekend. Boring race, I tell you what. It's yeah, such it a dull like a way to day. start the year. Um, 
And she was like, I only recognised like three names from this. It was like Nick DeFreeze and stuff. And then she basically did what we do to each other and tested me on like random seasons over like the last 15 years. And 2014 was one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been very lucky there. I had some practising over the weekend. There you go. Well, are, are you impressed you, I got Lotterer first? I am very impressed. <laughs> before Lewis Hamilton, you said Andre Lotterer. I, love I that. had to get him in there before I forget. Yes. Such a, yeah. You he could go. have had a proper Formula 1 career, Andre Lotterer. He's he absolutely was, he was solid, wasn't he? He's a great he was driver. A, he's a fantastic, he still is a fantastic driver. Mm. Um, let's go on then to our final point of the show. Kind of a couple of points looped into one, isn't it, really? Because it's hot off the press news today when we're recording this. Uh, Toto Wolf has. I've just realised I put in the notes resigned, and I actually meant oh. resigned with Mercedes. <laughs> wow. um, he's had another contract extension, which is hardly surprising because, of course, he owns a third of the team. Yeah, it's quite hard to to like not extend the contract of the owner or the part owner. So he's here for another three years. I don't know the current one was up at the end of this year, or was it actually? No, that's that's effect? driver contracts. Oh, okay. You're so, looking at yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's there for another. Three years. He's the second longest serving team principal. He is uh, mad, already. isn't it? Have you seen that Mike Cracknell is third? That's <laughs> he's been, insane. He's been there like I 18 months. Gunter was third, wasn't he, before he Yeah, Gunter was third. Yeah, Mike Crack has been promoted to third already. And he's That's been ridiculous. There. <laughs> um, yeah, so Christian Horner has been there since 05. Yep. Toto Wolf has been there since 2014. 13? Oh, yeah, sorry. 2013. And yeah. then Mike Crack. His third place. He's yeah. been there since 2023. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's probably good for Mercedes. He's obviously, on paper, statistically, one of the greatest team principals of all time, getting eight constructors in a row, isn't he? So, yeah, good for all parties, I believe. And he's a he's a good character to have on the grid. I do like Toto Wolf. And, uh, yeah, sound guy. And Mercedes, hopefully, will be competitive more to Red Bull because, you know, the someone needs boring. to be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, interesting comment he's come out with today as well, saying the bullet has been let out of the gun. Talking about obviously the FIA investigation into him and Susie. So I think this was a contract renegotiation that he's basically said, "I am going to be a dick to the FIA <laughs> if I want to be." And yeah, I'll be honest, enough. can I blame him? No. No. No, not at all. Uh, did we actually cover that in a podcast, all that drama? I'm not sure we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, no, no, at least did. I remember talking about it. I might have done it on a stream at some point, but yeah, no, I think we did discuss it at some point. Because um, that was early December, wasn't it, last yeah, year? that was a while ago. But now. that was yeah. pretty much as far back ago as we are now away from Formula One in the new year. If yeah. that gives you some hopium. Five weeks is not a long time. That'd be sweet. Um, uh, yeah. So they've also, though, Total Wolf, again, hot off the press today, uh, has said that anyone that has been in the simulator has said that the new 2024 Mercedes is, and I quote, vastly different and better than the last two cars, and can give... He did say better. Wow. And can give Lewis Hamilton world title number eight. Um, (laughs) Not George George Russell. It was quite an interesting interview, because it was just talking about Lewis getting a world title, not Georgie Boy. Um, But... Yeah, we'll wait and see, which of course comes just a day after Jake Dennis, who's obviously Red Bull's test driver, uh, said that their new car's over a second of that faster than this year's ah, or last fantastic. year's car. So everyone's still <laughs> going to be way behind Red Bull. 
which is uh, lovely. Um, Ferrari as well, apparently, have built their car from the ground up as well. Um, but yeah, it's a weird I mean, time we... to be like revolutionising your design. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense for Mercedes and Ferrari, because let's be yeah. fair, whether you finish second or third or seventh or eighth, it's not going to change things long term. You know, you may as well just try and throw something at the wall like Merck did with the Zero Sidepod concept and see if it works. But basically so. now, it'll be, who can we hire that is Adrian Newey? <laughs> yeah, there needs to be another one. Can we clone him or something? I'm staggered Red Bull haven't just, rather than spending money on a second driver over the last few years, haven't just cloned Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and just give, like, I reckon they sh- the FIA should implement a rule where, like, Adrian Newey has to change team every, like, three years. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> Newey gets put on shuffle. <laughs> he just has to go around and help other teams out because when he stays with one team too long, yeah. Well, do you want to know what's mad if Red Bull had cloned Verstappen this year? Hamilton would be an eight-time world champion. What, because they would have crashed into each other every, every single race? <laughs> <laughs> it probably, yeah, neither would have backed down ever, would they? So, no. There you go. Alonso would have had about 40 wins. He would, yeah. It'd be fantastic. It would have been... Yeah, there we go. What an odd note to round out the show on. Um, Jamie, have we got anything else to add? Is there anything going on in the Twitter sphere? Or the X sphere, I suppose we've got to call it now, or something? Not that I can... uh... Not that I can see, sadly not. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you all as always so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you drop a sub. Remember, 2024, the year of no wheel. Uh, If we reach 10k subs, or it doesn't have to be this year, but hopefully it will be. uh, If we reach 10k subs, we will try and visit every European F1 factory inside 24 hours on an epic road trip um, that we will bring to you guys as well. So yeah, thank you all as always so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with more knowing wheel.